Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Yarns and Tales. So, this is episode 13, and I decided, okay, last week we were working on fingerless gloves. Now, we're using size 2 needles and some smaller yarn. Now, for me, as distracted as my life is, this is going to be an LT project, you know long-term LT. Because right now, as far along as I am, is I decided I wanted my cuff of these gloves to be 20 stitches. Let me interrupt a little self-editing here. I meant to say 20 rows, not 20 stitches. Me and my goof. Thank you. Which is almost 2 inches. I want a nice nice uh, uh pretty cuff on it nice sturdy looking one um i am just a few rows into the body of the glove which is just your standard stockinette that is boring work but it's great for sitting in front of the tv or movie time or that meditative time right after you wake in the morning or right before you go to bed at night. Now, that works for me. It may not work for all of you, but it it works well for me. So, because that's just sort of mundane back and forth work, I decided to keep that one, you know, out of the main of my my episode today, my, my show. Today, I decided... You know what would be wonderful? Another, uh, well, a fun multi-episode LT project. Now, the LT project I'm calling, you know, it it, basically we're going to make samples of stitches out of my book that I've spoke of before, the the knitting dictionary I have that's got a thousand thirty stitches and patterns in it. So I went crawling through there and I made me a list. Paper. Made me a list of, let's see, I got about 15 stitches here, each one with my little page number. But we're going to Each episode, we're going to talk about and work on a single square out of each one of these stitches I have picked out. Then, each of these stitches, the 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 little sample we make, we're going to be using, or at least we're going to talk about, is an excellent thing when you're making up a sample piece, is... Some of your leftover yarn from previous projects. Now, when you do lots of little projects like I like to do, you get big chunks of leftovers. So, something else that we're going to talk about is some of these stitches, you can do any, you can, 
You can use any stitch with any color yarn or pattern yarn. Color combo. But sometimes if one is too busy, you lose the significance of the other one. So if you've got a wild and fantastic color combination of some sort of, uh, of, you know, rainbow yarn or, or just whatever, variegated of your choosing, a textured stitch is not really going to be an eye-popping beauty. So if you have a beautifully textured stitch, work it in a solid or a low-key variegated so that you notice the work you did on something other than, you know, standard stockinette. Boring. So yeah, pick one or the other to be the attention getter. But try not to go both. Personally, it's it's like wasted effort or wasted money. If you're going to spend money on the yarn, don't waste it on a super intensive stitch pattern. You get what I'm saying, don't you? I hope so. So, anyway, um, I have chosen my first leftover yarn. Now, let me warn you. If I know what the name of it is, I will tell you what I'm working it. Because not all of my leftovers, I've kept the sleeves that went with. So, the leftover I'm using is real pretty. It's got a single thread of variegated amongst a beautiful heather gray. Now, the name of this, it, this one comes from the Caron Simply Soft Shadows Edition. And this one is, let's see, it's a medium weight, number four, and it is called Marty Gray. Instead of Marty Gras, Marty Gray. Uh-huh. So, that's the name of the color leftover that I'm using. And the stitch I picked out to work with this one because it's such a a low-key variegated is one called Rice Stitch. Now, it also has another name called Moss. And then it's just plain moss, not Irish moss or Spanish moss or some other fancified whatever. It's just, so I'm going to call this one Rice Moss, uh, rice stitch. Pardon my goofiness. It's been a long day. So anyhow, I did a little, I, I played around with it in solid gray earlier today, just, you know, making sure this is what I wanted to do. And it does, it, it has a nice touch to it if you've never used it before. And if you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, I got my yarn here. It's all nice and balled up from the skein from, you know, back when I first attacked it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I do. When I jump into a project, I attack it. Now, I'm using that particular yarn, and I'm using 
one of my harmony needles size seven because i like just it gives it a nice good size it works up kind of quick now with this particular stitch now each of them they i will write up what it says about it and i'll tell you about it now the right stitch is super simple it it's very easy now that's kind of what i'm going for here so that everybody can participate but rice stitch is based on multiples of two so there's no you know deep math involved so what i want to do is work we're going to cast on what do y'all think 20 stitches we can make these little bitty sample squares you know so they come together real pretty maybe even ooh, we could put them together later and make a little baby afghan for you know just give away sale it shows off your your skill set it gives you something to look at it and go okay you know this is fun you may not want to put them together I know there's a lot of people that don't. Um, let's see. Oh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Let's see. Um, ten years ago, roughly, guessing, I went through my stash and I picked out a dozen or so of my variegated yarns, and I sat down and I made a granny square. A 12 inch granny square from each one of these yarns, these variegated. And then I put them all together with solid black stitch work in between. And it made the most beautiful afghan. It just popped. I didn't make, I, I made no two granny squares out of the same color combo. So each one was unique and it come together so pretty. Okay, let's see how many we got on here already. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-four. Twenty-four is a good number. So it's twenty-four that we will be working. Now, we're going to get started here. There are two rows you have to worry about. Now, the first row is knit one, purl one. It's pretty simple, right? Whatever stitch you end your row on, when you flip it around to work row the, the next row, you will start that row with the same kind of stitch you worked on the previous. So if you end with the purl, when you flip it over, you're going to start with a purl. And do the right reverse of it. See? Told you it was simple. And then you re you'll just simply repeat these two back and forth. Until we get whatever. I mean, do we want to build rectangles or do we want to build squares? Now, squares, mind you, will be a lot easier to deal with. Especially when we have to do the in-between work. But, you know, that's something if you are 
If you're a board knitter, this also works good for crochet, by the way. I'm just partial to knitting like I told y'all before. What you can do is buy you one of these dictionaries or pick you one up somewhere. And just go through and use your samples or whatnot and start making each and every stitch that's in here. Get your sample piece up and work each one. You may find some that you want to put a little notation in there. Never again. Then again, you may come across one that you went, how did I never, how did I ever never not use this one? So, that's kind of what makes this here fun. It's it's a therapy, like I've talked before, meditation. Okay, coming to the end. Okay, there we are. We at the end now. So now we flip it over. Now we have gone through and we did knit one, purl one on row one. So now row two, because we ended on a purl. Okay, no we didn't. Okay. Nope, I did. Okay, my my first one. Call me Goof. You know, must be Ken and Mickey. Call me Goofy. Okay, I started with a pearl and went, I did pearl one, knit one. So I ended on a knit. Y'all forgive me, I'm just, you know how you have those days, you just get just a teensy bit scatterbrained. Today's my day. But you know what? I'm human. What you want, perfect? Heavens no. Okay, so because I ended with a knit, I'll start row two with a knit so and go in I knit the first one and I purl the second one and I do this alternating all the way so if there was a purl stitch I knit it if it was a knitted stitch I purl it and that is literally the entire concept of this. You just reverse the kind of stitching you did on the previous row. And because it's just knit one, purl one, or purl one, knit one, you flip-flop them. And you do that alternating all the way till you get a square. And see, ain't that simple. Now see, what you'll start to see after a little while, probably really notice it after about six or eight rows, is you'll, you'll get this real pretty bumpy texture. And because you've, you're doing it, it looks great. On both sides. You don't really have a wrong side. Which is quite handy. Of course it's also confusing. Especially if you gotta do some other work to it. And you go, uh oh, wrong side. Or it's just the wrong, wrong side. It's just the right side. 
Yeah, I'm just sort of babbling right now. Because I'm about to flip my, my needles because I'm about at the end again. There we go. Finished it with a pearl. So I'll flip it over. And I'll start row number three, purling it just like I did row number one. Purl one, knit one. So I went through and I was telling y'all that I was uh, picking out stitches and, and whatnot to to run some of these samples so we can build a little baby afghan or something. Unless, of course, you're quick on the draw and you want to make a, a more grown-up one. But there was um there was one that I come across and you know I don't claim to be some proper knitting guru kind of person I'm not you know I just like to do my little projects and move on I'm not big I, I don't do sweaters for folks I've made the biggest sweater I ever made was a uh a cute little sweater from my daughter back when she was kindergarten age. And she kept outgrowing her store-bought sweaters so fast. And they kept trying to sell them in all these prissy colors. Now, keep in mind, my daughter at an early age loved her bold, standout, Back off, here I come, colors. And they sold them in white. And that was it. Little girls, you wore a white sweater. Now, they were selling her cute little ankle boots in purple and pink and tiger print and whatnot. But sweaters in white. And I was like, she didn't like them. I didn't like them. But she loved a sweater. The only big wearing project like that I made was her sweater. And I kind of invented it along the way. One of those. We'll talk more about it later. Okay. Row number four. Time to knit again. But um, back to this right here. So I went crawling through here. And... I started seeing cute little ideas. And you know what? My brain just slipped a gear. And I totally train wrecked what I was thinking about. Y'all ever do that too often? You'd be right in the middle of a conversation with somebody. And then suddenly you're just clean slate. Thoughts gone. <laughs> and you're like. That gummit. And you get irritated. And you feel almost, you know, just half embarrassed or senile. Pick your, pick your poison there. But then, you know, you're like, okay, well, let's just change the subject. And then you move along and then suddenly the subject pops its way right back into your head and you're like, oh, this is what I was talking about. And the other person looks at you like you've completely lost your mind. You have those days, don't you? Don't lie. You know you do. 
I don't care what age you are, you do. They just seem to get more prevalent at the weirdest times. Of course, now, if you decide you're going to sit down and have yourself a conversation, conversation, sorry about that, time to take a pause and have some tea, got my green tea today. Oh, wow. That's good. So, okay, here we go. Okay, by my fourth row, you're really able to see the texture showing up. And it's really, it it's real cute. And the color of the yarn is showing up nice because it's not real out there. So I bet y'all are curious. What are the other stitches that I'm going to um, pull together in this little series I picked out of the book? Because, you know, 1,030, that's a, a lot to peruse through and say, okay, out of all those stitches... We're just going to do this little handful. Well, you're right. It is quite a bit. But that's just fine. Because, you know what? Long book. Some of these, I look at them and I'm like, Oh, that's pretty. That'll look good on this, this kind of thing or that kind of thing. Much the way y'all do when you look at yarn and you feel it. And you, that inspiration pops in your head and you're like, oh, I know exactly what I want to work on. No, sorry. My needles just popped my keyboard. He pushes tray in. Get it up out of the way. Okay. Well, picking out stitches because this is, um, the, the book itself, I mean, some of the pictures are in color. Mm, a majority of them are in black and white. Now, that's kind of a good thing, because them being in black and white, you can see the, the texture of what's going to happen. It doesn't, your eye does not get distracted with somebody else's artistic interpretation of what it would look like in. You know, I would rather see an example of the stitch in a plain, nondescript color. So that way I can decide, you know, what it is that I like. Now, some of you, and I am not insulting anyone here, so don't be insulted. Some folks do not like the inventive side of the creative production process. Some of us love the inventive side, solving the, the quirky little issues leading to the smoother 
creative, productive side. Now, I know that sounded kind of crazy, but some of you know what I'm, I'm talking about. So, some of you, the, the creative producers, y'all like the colors already be picked out or given a, a nice little palette to choose from. The inventive peoples, well, we kind of like to, to have more control over even that. Yeah, sit down and go, you know what, I want to make this. Throw out the pattern book, throw out the instructions, grab the needles, grab the yarn, hold on tight, because we have no idea where we headed. And you just sort of start casting on. And you're like, ooh, I wonder what happens if I do this and if I do that. And, yeah. That's kind of what happened when I made my daughter's sweater. I was like, okay. In a simplistic format, I guess I'll talk about the sweater now, huh? I built the sweater on the idea that it's a bunch of rectangles in the bottom part. The sleeve, it's a rectangle. The front is made of, okay, this is a, a cold weather. This is not a, this is an over sweater, not a just by itself sweater. So you got two panels on the front. You have two large rectangles for the sleeves. And you got one large square for the back. So in theory, if you build each one of these and then put them in order on a circular needle and then pick up from there and then you knit a few, you know, back and forths to do, to do so you still keep the front panel separate. So you do a couple of back and forths there, and then you start decreasing. And then at the decreases, well, hey, you know, this is where the shoulders are going to be. And then you just keep this decreasing going until you find that that part that, yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> and then that's where you say, okay, I'll bind off here. And you bind off. Then you seam stitch the the rectangles that are the sleeves to the front and back panel of one side, and you're done there. And then you do the same on the other side, and in its most simplistic form, you now have a sweater to wear openly over some other shirt. Well, that's what I did for her when she was kind of, uh, I don't think she'd actually gone to kindergarten yet at this point. Might have been. She could have been preschool. All of those were good years. So, that's, that was the sweater. And I got the idea because I made a baby sweater. Because it was smaller. It was easier to practice on. So, yeah. I mean, 
assembles water like that. Now, to make it go along super fast, hers in particular, I got super chunky using size 11 or 13 needles. And the super chunky I did in two colors. The bottom portions, the sleeves and the body of it, I used this neon rainbow color that she picked out. She loved it. Oh, it was wild. And then for the shoulder piece that everything was bound to, I did in super chunky black. And it just brought all the colors together so beautifully. And then I just, I made a, a cute little crocheted um, string ties at the top so it wouldn't fall off her shoulders. And that's how simple I kept it. And she wore it until she just outgrew it. And I still have that thing sitting out in my studio. I guess I should take a picture, huh? Show y'all my uh, creativeness. Okay, back to the rice stitch. So, if y'all been working along, whether or not you work as fast as my voice has been going is irrelevant. The fact is, you've been alternating these, you know, purl one, knit one, flip it over, whatever you ended on, that's the stitch you start with. So, if you knit one, purl one, then you flip it, and it's purl one, knit one. And then when you flip it, it's knit one, purl one. You get the rhythm, right? Now, you're going to do this this week. The rice stitch, your goal is to make a square of this and bind it off. Now, if you really like it, make you a few more. Go pick you out a solid, do it in a var uh, variegated, do it in a two-tone. You know, it's entirely up to you. Have fun with it. That's the whole goal. Just have fun with it. Now, I will keep working this, but to keep these podcasts short and fun, that's all we're doing today. That's all I'm doing over the mic anyway. I will keep working on this in front of the TV and whatnot. But thank you for joining me. Um, My website is www.revlee.com dot com dot me listen to me i can't even tell you my website but that's r-e-v-l-e-a dot m-e you can go there i will write up this right here we'll talk about it a little bit there i'll try and get some pictures posted i don't promise to be speedy gonzalez but i will get it up there but Thank you all for visiting with me today. And next week, I'm not sure which stitch I'm going to pick out. You know what? We might do Irish moss next week. I don't guarantee it, but we might. I got my handful to pick from. But until then, thank you all for visiting. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.